I am supposed to talk to you about hope and listening to Steve talk about how he was in eighth grade or some ridiculous thing (laughs) was only surpassed by Julie sitting behind me and saying, don't feel bad, I was five years old when that song came out. (laughs) Now I'm supposed to talk to you about hope, okay? (laughs) So uh, here we go. That's uh, don't stop believing. Working hard to get my fill. Everybody wants a thrill. Paying anything to roll the dice just one more time. Some will win, some will lose. Some were born to sing the blues. Oh, the movie never ends. It goes on and on. Don't stop believing. Don't stop believing. You know, people are searching. These people were searching in their way, and their way of searching was by leaving town for something else. Of course, as some people have learned, that sometimes that doesn't work because you keep leaving towns after towns. Many times told people who were in the process of move for, for, for various reasons. Not always. Obviously, sometimes you have no choice depending on your, on your profession. But many times when people are leaving because of problems or, or whatever, I've said to them, you know, geography doesn't usually solve problems. They usually just have a way of following us, you know. And obviously, that was their that was their triad. That was their effort. Um, and the writer of the song, you know, keep your heads up, don't lose hope, don't stop believing. And, I, and that that's the part that rings true to me that I really appreciate. Don't stop believing. Don't stop believing. And and sometimes you kind of need that repeated over and over and over again, don't you? Depending on where you are in life and what's going on at that particular time in your life and so forth. So. What we're going to do, we're, we're going to talk about this whole thing, this whole, for lack of a better term, wandering, restless heart, or hearts in this case, and, and some of the things that we do to try to get that, that itch scratched, so to speak, or that hole filled. It, it reminds me very much of a, of a quote that I like a lot, for, and I've used a few times from Pascal. Um, there is a God-created vacuum in the heart of every man which cannot be satisfied by any created thing, but only by God, the Creator, made known through Jesus Christ. I mean, that just says it all, doesn't it? I could give a, give a benediction get you out of here, right? Um, that's it. That's it. That's, tr- that's, that's the truth. Here's what I want to do. I want to show you four, just not points, but just four statements of, about hope to try to help you think through it, maybe define it in your own way, in your own heart, and in your own mind, and, uh, and then just get you to kind of think through it, maybe even pray about it, talk to maybe a good friend, close friend about it, and, and, and go from there. So you've got a homework assignment. Hopefully, hopefully you have a homework assignment every, uh, every Sunday, but, but that's certainly one of my goals. So I was going to make four statements and, and talk about them a little bit, show you some things from the Bible, and, and go from there. So let's get started. First one is this, because the first one comes from the fact that whenever you think of someone, you know, who, who's a hopeful person, for me at least, maybe not you, uh, one of the things I think of, I think of people who are just just a you know, sunny, bright disposition. Oh, hey, don't stop believing. Hey, come on, hang in there. You know, and just real up and just, you know, annoying. You know, the, you know the type. You know the type. No, I mean, if you're like that, God bless you. We need you. And uh, give me your phone number so I can some call you some. But, uh, but I don't want you to think that you have to be like that if you're going to be a hopeful person. It's not a personality. It's not a particular disposition. 
And I want to make that clear. So we start off by hope may not mean sunny optimism. Okay, it may not mean sunny optimism. I have a, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go to the Bible in just a minute, but I have a couple of quotes that I want to share with you that, I just, that really spoke to me. Havel is the, uh, quite a guy. He was the first, um, first president of what we now know as the Czech Republic. He, was, he actually was a dramatist initially, and, and, uh, and before the curtain fell, the, the <laughs> communist, as I understand his story, the communist forbade, forbade him from being on stage. And so he said, okay, well, I'll go into politics. You know, not the first actor to go into politics, is it? And um, just an amazing man. He said some very profound things over the years. And I got this, this particular little quote, or this actually is more, more than a quote, talks about this whole thing of hope. And um, I just don't think it can be said. It's not Bible, but it, it certainly reflects biblical truth. Listen to what he says. Watch this. I am not an optimist because I am not sure how that everything ends well. Nor am I a pessimist because I'm not sure that everything ends badly. I just carry hope in my heart. Hope is a feeling that life and work have a meaning. You either have it or you don't, regardless of the state of the world that surrounds you. Life without hope is an empty, boring, and useless life. Amen, brother. I cannot imagine that I could strive for something if I did not carry hope in me. I am thankful to God for this gift. It is as big as life itself. Now, that's true whether you're stirring down a communist regime or you're whether you're just stirring down the rigors of the day. That's true. Carry hope in my heart. Hope is the feeling that life and work will have meaning. You either have it or you don't. It's, it's not, regardless of the state of the world around you. That surrounds you. So we know it's not just some sort of a euphoric, sunny, optimistic, happy, and 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 you know frivolous type of feeling. And then there's another statement. I'm not necessarily a huge fan of the philosopher Camus, but every now and then I'll read something by him that that kind of stirs my soul a little bit. And this kind of goes along with that in terms of the whole thing of hope. I think he, he gives a great description, Camus. French philosopher, in the depths of winter, I finally learnt in me there was an invincible summer. That's hope. Ah, you, you think about that just for a moment. In the depths of winter, I finally learned in me there was an invincible summer. I believe that can be put there by God. So hope may not mean sunny optimism. May have some optimistic characteristics in it, but it doesn't mean some sort of a, some sort of a personality trait or whatever. Right? That's the first thing. The second thing I want you to think about is this, and this is really, this is really where the, I think the heart and soul of this whole thing about hope is. Hope thinks long-term. Hope thinks long-term. One of the biggest dangers about teaching or talking about hope is that it gets people to hope for something that's going to happen or in some cases that's not going to happen. And then when it doesn't happen or when it does happen, whatever the case may be, um, and, and, and you say, oh, I hope for this and it didn't happen. I'm hopeless now. You've taken that away from me. And, and that's, we've we got to be careful with it because that's not what hope is. Hope has a much longer term 
approach to life. Doesn't always agree with me because I'm more of a let's get this thing done now type of person, but doesn't always work that way. I hate to tell you that. You know, it takes, sometimes it takes time. Sometimes it's not a week. Sometimes it's not a month. Sometimes it's not even a year. Sometimes it's decades. But hope keeps that in perspective when it's the right kind of hope. Um, there, is a, there is a verse in the Bible that talks about this very directly. It's a verse that, that I cling to just in my very, in any time I'm basically conscious, I cling to this truth from the Bible. Um, maybe you've heard a quote or a misquote. Many, many times this verse is misquoted. Um, and, uh, but um, so we're going to show it to you in the, uh, in the NIV, or actually the, the new NIV. And um, it's called Today's NIV. And it's just from the book of Romans. Some of you know it probably by heart. Some of you may not. That's fine too. We know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him, who've been called according to his purpose. Notice a couple things about that verse. It doesn't give a time limit. Because for me, and and I'm sure it's true for you, some of you, there have been times when I'm thinking, you know, God, you tell me in the Bible, I've said this out loud, not with anybody around other than God, at least that I know of. That's always weird. You know, you ever been in your car talking to God? It's especially dangerous for me because I usually have my top down and people look at me and they think I'm talking to them and I'm, I'm, ta- I'm not talking to you. Anyway, I think I'm crazy. So if you ever have any stories about that crazy pastor, you know what they're talking about. Um, but I have said to God a few times, God, I know you promised me this, but I don't see it happening. You know, and inevitably, whether it's then or whether it's later or whether somebody has to remind me of that later, the answer is, well, not, not now. Just wait. I hate that, don't you? I hate that word. I wish that word wasn't even in the, in the English vocabulary. Wait. I'm, I'm, I mean, all my life, I think I've heard that wait. Well, what am I waiting for, you know? Sometimes that's just the truth of things. Sometimes just the way it is. And when we see some of the things, even, even begin to get a, just a, a little bit of a glimpse of some of the things that God has done when we've waited and, and not been able, you know, oftentimes we don't have a choice. Because if I had any choice, I'd do something. Some of the things that we see that God does when, when we do wait, it's just amazing. It's phenomenal. Hope thinks like that. Hope thinks long term. Doesn't mean you don't try to make things happen now. Doesn't mean you sit back passively and, and just let life happen. Doesn't mean you don't, you're not aggressive. Doesn't mean that you don't try to solve problems. Doesn't mean you don't try to do any of those things. But hope also thinks long term because many things can't be solved right now. A very wise person one time said this one brings new depths to shallowness when a week, a month, or a year determines the felicity of one's life. For you Midwesterners, felicity is happiness, okay? I'm a Midwesterner. I can do that to you, okay? I can say that. One brings new depths to the shallowness when a week or a year or a month or even a decade determines the, the happiness of one's life. It's going to be up and down. You know that. Think about that. Hope thinks long term. It's a great thought. Think about that. Let's move on. 
You didn't even notice, did you? You didn't even notice. You're not, you're not paying close attention. Do you see who wrote that? Okay, okay, yeah, never mind. So, no, 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 don't do that. Don't, don't encourage the monkey. Okay, uh, yeah. Um, no, you know, I was, I was, seriously, I was, the first, you know, at nine o'clock, they caught, right away, they picked up on that. They picked, I don't know whether it's because they were, you know, and usually they're about half asleep. But um, uh, uh, I was trying to find something that, that really epitomized that whole thought because it's true. So many times we do, we're all, we're all guilty of that. Letting, letting, oh, did you have a good week? And, and, we, and that's okay. We mean it in a good way. And did you have a good week? The deal come through. Kids okay. And, and that's fine. That doesn't mean we shouldn't ask those kinds of things. But, but we have to be, there's such a fine line there. When we go through that and say, you know what? I've had a bad day or I've had a bad week. And then we let it affect, you know, okay, it's okay to have a bad, bad day or a bad week or a bad year. And to be honest about it, it's okay for that. But don't lose hope. <laughs> I'll go back to the song. Don't stop believing. Just because of that, because that's part of life, and we live we live in a you know the, the thing about the Romans verse the Romans verse all you know God works for the good doesn't mean that everything that happens is what God wants. He'll still use it and he'll still work it into our lives because he's God, but he also created a perfect world and we screwed that up. So we have to remember that as well. Hope is not sunny optimism. Hope thinks long term, all right? Third thing I want you to see, this is, this is huge. This is huge. Hope must have a trustworthy foundation. You've got to have a trustworthy foundation. There are people here, and that we're here at 9, and we'll be here at 11.30, who are disenchanted with life. And I may be talking to one of you right now that the reason you're disenchanted with life is because there's a, you've been trusting the wrong people or the wrong things or wrong other things, other stuff. And here, here's the issue. Whether our hope centers on something as shallow as a ball team, no, I'm going to refrain from making any comments about the Mets. I'm not going to say anything about that. Um, and there are some of us who still hold out hope for the Yankees. Um, we won't even get into football right now because not a good year for some of us. But anyway, in terms of winning football games, okay? So it doesn't mean we stop believing. Right? Um, whether our hope centers on a ball team or something more substantial like our career success or something really important like relationships, or something really, really important like our family. Whether our hope rests or centers on those things, it really does leave open the door for potential futility. So let me just say this. Because some of those things, here's my point. If you have great relationships in your life, and that's one of the things you think of as, man, thank you, God. Thank God for them. And if you had great, great family, and that's really going well for you, thank God for that. But, but, but listen to me. I'm not being cynical. I'm not being skeptical. I'm just talking to you about life. Hold them loosely. Hold them loosely. Because life comes at you 24-7. People die. People change. People turn their back on other people that they've known all their lives. Things happen. So you see what I'm saying? I'm not, I'm not trying to say don't hope in that. I'm saying if you have great hope in that and you've had that, that's terrific. 
hold it loosely because there's really only one place that we can place our trust that will never die, that will never turn, and will never change. And we have to understand that. And of course, that's God Almighty. I want to show you a favorite passage of mine from the Bible, uh, from the New Testament, excuse me, Romans chapter 5. Therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom also we have obtained our introduction by faith into this wonderful thing called grace in which we stand and we exalt in hope of the glory of God. And not only this, but we also exalt in our tribulations, knowing that tribulation brings about perseverance, perseverance, proven character. Here we go. Watch out. And proven character, hope. Watch. And hope does not disappoint. Say, huh? How does it not disappoint? Because, because the love of God has been poured out within our hearts through the Holy Spirit who was given to us. Hope doesn't disappoint because it's based on God Almighty who pours out his love into our hearts when we trust Christ. Isn't that amazing? That's why I say, if you've got these other blessings that God has given you, thank him for them. Thank the people. Thank, thank, thank whoever. But hold them loosely because stuff happens in life. The only case, the only situation that is not true in is God. I mean, that alone right there ought to drive you to your knees. Drive you to Christ right there. Hope must have a trustworthy foundation. You know, we, we sang that song this morning. We didn't sing it the way that I learned how to sing it, but it was, it was a great song. My hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness and who Christ is. That's that song. That's great. I call those hymns. That was a hymn, if you know that. Second song we think was a hymn. So every now and then I'll say to Steve, I'll say, hey, I didn't, I didn't this week. They chose that. It was appropriate. They're always very good about choosing appropriate music. Um, but every now and then I'll say, hey, Steve, do one of those souped up hymns. That's what I call them. Do one of those souped up hymns. Probably not the proper musical term, and I get that confused look from me, but you understand what I'm talking about. Um, hope, has a, hope must have a trustworthy foundation. Right? Three things. It's not sunny optimism. It thinks long-term. It has a trustworthy freedom. Last thing, this is, this is I, I, said each one about, <laughs> I said this about each one of my points, but I, I guess I do think they're huge, or I wouldn't, I wouldn't take the time to write them and talk about them um, three times every Sunday. Um, did I mention we had three services now on Sunday? No, no I did. Um, you know, sometimes you just, you, just, you just can't do it. Sometimes you just can't conjure it up, that hope that trust. And there was a guy like that in the New Testament who was talking to Jesus and, and he had a son. I uh, first thought it was a daughter. I misread that. He had a son who, who, for lack of a better term, was we will say he was demonized. Whether that was literal or whether that was figurative is not for our argument right now. The point is he had some severe problems. And we, we would call them probably seizures or what they used to call, you know, with epilepsy, something like that, fits or seizures. Um, we're not sure exactly how to explain that physically in the New Testament, except that somehow this, this son 
would go into these things. And his father, like any of us would be if we were fathers, was very concerned. And he comes to Jesus and he says, Jesus, would you heal my son? And Jesus basically says, well, yeah, if you believe, you, you know, he can be healed. And, and uh, the guy says something, something along the lines of, well, if you can do it, would you heal it? Would you, if you can do it, would you heal him? Heal this condition. And Jesus, Jesus says this. And here's the point that I want you to see. Hope, belief, ultimately, is not something you can conjure up within yourself. Ultimately, it's not something, oh, I'm going to go talk to the pastor. And he's going to give me a dose of this. Many of us will try to talk you through that and try to help you. But in the end, it is God-given. And you can't miss that. It is God-given. And this is exactly, let me show you this. So this guy comes to Jesus. Will you heal my, my boy? And Jesus is like, the guy says, if you can, will you heal him? Jesus, verse 23, Mark chapter 9. Jesus says, if you can, all things are possible to him who believes. Immediately the boy's father cried out, I do believe. Help my unbelief. Isn't that great? One Bible says, I do believe. Help my doubts. You ever have doubts? Uh, yeah. And here's a guy in scripture, and it's a great prayer. God, I believe. Now help me with my, help me with my unbelief. Luther used to make that. Martin Luther, the great reformer, used to make that his prayer. God, I do believe. Help me with my doubts. Ultimately, folks, hope and belief is God-given. Our hope must be based on the, on the eternal, on that which comes from an almighty living God. And we even have to ask God to give us the ability to do that. May God add his blessing and working in all of our lives to what we've talked about and discussed here. Let's pray about that. God, I do pray for each of us as we think through these things. Because for some of us, God, it's going to be a matter of just, for some of us, it's going to be, it's going to be saying, God, I want to trust you for the first time. I, I truly want to trust you right now. I want you to come into my life. I want to trust you as my Lord. I want to be able to have my, my belief, my hopes based on someone who is eternal. For some of us, God, our prayer is help me to continue to have the belief and the hope that I need for today and for tomorrow. Help me to continue to have that as you meet those needs in my life. We thank you, God, that Jesus came and gave us the ability to have that and that Jesus came for that purpose. We thank you in Jesus' name in whom we pray. Amen.